Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Nick, before we get into tonight's episode, let me tell everybody a little bit about our sponsor, Podcorn. Podcorn Podcorn.com, you can create a free account. It's one of the leading podcast influencer marketplaces, and they do a great job over there, Podcorn. Uh, It's really a marketplace that connects podcasters to amazing sponsorship opportunities. You can do host red ads like I'm doing right now, interview segments, topical discussions, and a whole bunch more. There's no middleman, folks. All you got to do is go to Podcorn.com right now, free account. They work with podcasters of all sizes. You can browse and choose the opportunities right on their site. You set your own rates. You collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. We did it recently with freelunchcoffee.com. We found them in the sponsorships tab, reached out to them, was able to use them in one of the episodes previously and uh, go over the script. We made a pitch with them and they do a great cause over there. Not only do they sell great coffee, but they donate a portion of the proceeds to end child hunger. So it worked out perfectly, got compensated right on time. Podcorn was so easy to use. You never give up any rights to your podcast. And Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected. And the big part, you get compensated for the work that you do for these brands. Uh, And the Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency. You get creative freedom, full control of how and when you monetize. So if you go to my show notes page of tonight's episode, click on the link. It's podcorn.com. You can start browsing sponsorship opportunities right now. Head to the site podcorn.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another installment of the Can We Please Talk podcast. As always, I'm Mike Leon. And I'm Nick Saveri. Nick, another fun episode tonight. Um, we're going to be shifting gears a little bit, uh, talking to another producer in the documentary space. Uh, Desha Mila is going to be joining us tonight. Uh, Desh has produced some fantastic documentaries, uh, including Islam, The Future of Tolerance, which is available now on Amazon Prime. Um, but he has a new one coming out. It's called Better Left Unsaid. You can check it out at betterleftunsaidfilm.com. And it's about political extremism, um, especially in the Western world, uh, given the political climate of the last four years here in the United States. I can think of no relevant topic uh, that's that's more pressing, or at least on the minds of a lot of people, than political extremism. And, and Desh is also the host of the This Is 42 podcast. Uh, it's available at thisis42.com, or you can find it available wherever you get your podcast. We're really excited to talk with him tonight because one of the missions, Nick, of This Is 42 is to make intelligent be cool again. And I just think that's so interesting, especially with all the information, disinformation. You know, we've had different people on from not only the political sector, news from Naveed and Sabrina um, talking about how that plays a, a role, especially what's a fact versus what's fiction. And here's a guy producing a documentary about some of the subject matter that has led to political extremism in this country. I think it's a really relevant topic for for what recently transpired in this country or just a few weeks back. Yeah, and it's an interesting, uh, I don't want, uh, I won't use the word contrast here, but it's an interesting thing to highlight because the, the documentary for the future of tolerance uh, for Islam, which is fantastic. I recommend everyone catching it. You know, what we see with this upcoming documentary, though, is what does that look like on the other side? You know, know, in the the documentary on Islam, we understand that 
uh, him and um, you know, Majid Nawaz, yeah, yeah, they well also in that debate that that's going on about you know with a you know with know that atheist, um, you know Sam Harris, but you know in that side of it, it's you know understanding Islam and understanding like having a broader understanding of what we see from you know from September 11th and just the perceptions of it in the West. Right. It's that's it's that's not the case. But in this upcoming film, what we're understanding is on the other side of it, what does it look like in Western countries when you have political extremism? And there's going to be a lot of parallels, I imagine. And my hope is that. Um, well, not so much my hope, but my expectation between these two documentaries is we're going to see a lot of similarities that we may be, a lot of people in this country may not be comfortable. What happens here, what we saw on January 6th, is not all that different than what we've seen happening in, in, the, in, the, in the East, actually, when we think of political extremism. Yeah, you know, um, it's funny that you say that because right now in Myanmar, what's going on with the military coup that's happening there you know, the parallels are so eerily similar of something that could have happened here and almost did, um, you know, where the landslide election was won and now the military has overthrown the results of that election and arrested uh, the leader of, of, of Myanmar, um, who won by, you know, I want to say a few million votes or at least a wide of margin that, that Biden defeated President Trump uh, here in the United States. So, Political extremism has come to our shores. It's been across the world, like you mentioned. Um, and Desh's film really touches a lot about that. But also, I would encourage people to check out his podcast, This is 42.com. A, a bunch of different um, scientists, thinkers, philosophers. He had a former jihadist um, on the program as well that you know, used to recruit for Al Qaeda. Um, it's just interesting conversations and, and topics uh, similar to ours. Um, and so we're really excited to talk to Desh tonight. Nick, before we get into our guest for tonight, um, the episode today is presented by Clark's. Have you ever visited Clark's.com, Nick? Visited. I've, I've worn their shoes. Their shoes are fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're great. They sell yeah, men's shoes, uh, boots. So today's episode is presented by them. But I wanted to tell our audience a little bit about a Clark story, which began almost 200 years ago when, when Cypress and James Clark, they, they made a slipper from sheepskin. And at the time, it was groundbreaking. You know, it's a combination of invention and craftsmanship. And that's always remained at the heart of what Clark's does. You know, from the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. You know, brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. I, I really love their shoes. You were talking about the comfort stuff. Um, we're teaming up with Clark's and Podgo. And we're going to bring our listeners 30% off on select items, including the iconic Clark's Desert Boot. You got those, Nick, in your, in your closet there? I may, man. I got a couple of pairs. I, I see I see some in the background there. I might got to check if one of those are Clark's Desert. There you Boot. go. 30% off select items. All you got to do, you know it by now, folks. Podgo.co backslash Clark's. Excuse me. Podgo.co backslash Clark's. Check it out today. 30% off on select items. All right, Nick, our guest tonight, like we talked about at the top, uh, this is 42.com. You can check out his podcast um, he is the producer of Islam Future of Tolerance. It's available now on Amazon Prime, but he's also got a new film that is just recently coming out. It's called Better Left Unsaid. You can check it out at betterleftunsaidfilm.com. It's about political extremism, which is such a relevant topic for us here in the States. And that's Desh Amila. Desh, Mike Leon, Nick Saveri, thanks so much for hopping on with us tonight. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we we got in contact with you uh, through a, a mutual uh, friend, Sam, and um, 
you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about you because I love the work that you're doing. Uh, this is 42.com. I, I alluded to, it talks about making intelligence cool again. And it's something that Nick and I are striving for on this podcast, but I, I, I want to talk a little bit about you. Tell, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your upbringing. I know you're in Australia right now. So thank you for hopping on with us over there at midday. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your upbringing and, and how you got into producing. So um, uh, my story, well, I was born in Sri Lanka um, during, well, really my year of birth, 1981 was the beginning of a civil war. So I lived in Sri Lanka for pretty much 19 years of my life, lived through the war, uh, only known that country as a you know, country at war, but it was the norm. So you don't know anything other than that. Uh, and I was one of the you know first in my family in, ever to, uh, you know, leave the small town or small village we were in. I got, I managed to get to the big city, Colombo. And then from there, um, you know, extremely sort of um, uh, lucky events led me to leave the country and come to Australia for my higher education. So I managed to get into an Australian university. Um, and then for a quite a while, wasn't really sure what I, uh, you know, how I'm going to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to do a lot of things. Um, you know, so I have the story of the, you know, immigrant that you may have heard of, you know, coming into a country that you never, you know, I got onto a plane. I've never been on a plane. I've never you know, left the country. Um, I couldn't speak the language. Um, and, you know, Literally, I had a one-way ticket and a small amount of money my parents and my relatives gave me, and it was up to me to make it work. So, you know, starting from that point, um, it was that sort of for the first four or five years, I was just purely on survival mode, just trying to sort of make sure I pay for my university, just live. Um, and then I got into um, some radio DJing and then eventually that put me into event organizing um, but uh, in 2010 I got into um, I had a moment where you know after seeing the kind of events I was organizing and you know seeing the thousands of people attending there I you know I was personally going through a journey where I was trying to more or less uh, find what does it mean to be you, or in my case, me, uh, because I was going through um, a spiritual, uh, religious journey, um, being born uh, in Sri Lanka to a Buddhist family. I was a Buddhist, but, you know, I w became a born-again Christian. I, I started reading the Quran. I, I read the Mormon Bible, the Torah, the Bhagavad Gita. And I went through that journey, eventually found philosophy um, and really got into enlightened values and its original teachers and its, uh, you know, newer proponents. Um, and at that moment, I wanted to do something different in the event space um, because, you know, all the cool kids went to, all the cool, cool kids went to my events, right? These were hip hop, hip hop events. And I wanted to see, can I get these cool kids to come to intellectual and intelligent events because I was interested in this stuff. You know, I, at, at that point, I remember you know, I was reading Michio Kaku's, you know, Parallel Universe. I was just discovering you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Sam Harris and Richard Dawkins and all of these people. And I was like, this is really cool stuff, but they're not presented in a cool way. So I launched, um, I founded a company in 2010 
called Think Inc., which ended up becoming uh, Australia's largest intellectual, Australia and New Zealand's largest intellectual touring company, which I sold and moved on in 2018. Um, but that sort of gave me the framework to do the work I do now. So recently, you know, I've started This Is 42. It is still in its early development phase that we are doing a number of things. But uh, for me, what I do it has become this making being intelligent cool. You know, I want to do my productions, everything I do, I call it edutainment. Uh, shout out to KRS-One for the, for the title. Um, you know, uh, I, that's what I want to do. You know, if we can present really intelligent thoughts in an entertaining way, you know, a lot more people will be interested in this stuff. That's a perfect segue bringing us to Islam and the future of tolerance. You know, the first documentary that, that Mike and I had caught, um, highly recommend it to anyone who's catching the show, video, audio, what have you, uh, to check it out. Bring that, you know, bring that story to, to that place. I think about Sam Harris. I think about the story um, of that debate, really. And what I'm curious about is what prompted you to take that debate really that it started that is basically the foundation of that documentary a, an atheist um having a just a lengthy discussion with a what i guess we could best consider a maybe a reformed uh, muslim or someone who's seen from the extremist side and one thing i really love by the way as a side note was just your ability to really help provide those classifications of definitions you know sam's change yeah. in understanding what he was sort of spouting on, you know, after September 11th, what actually the actual delineation anyway. Um, but that all being said, if you just take us through, like, how do you take a dialogue and basically build that into let that serve as the sort of the foundation for a documentary? So uh, I actually studied filmmaking and I eventually wanted to end up making films. So while I was doing tours um, with intellectuals, you know, it was, this, it was a dream tour I wanted to do with Sam Harris, he's one of my intellectual heroes. So I organized the tour. Um, after the tour was announced, he announced a book called Islam and the Future of Tolerance, very short book. Uh, and I read it and I was blown away. Um, see, at this point, um, the global conversation with regards to um, Muslim people and Islam was at a fever pitch. And you know, people were being slaughtered for drawing a cartoon depicting um, the prophet of the religion. And a group, uh, many groups in the far right um, were calling the entire world's problems, be it's because of Muslim people. And then the furthest on the left, uh, you know, especially my friends, they were scared to even engage in the conversation because that's how the media landscape at that point was trying to tackle this conversation and utterly failing. So when I read that book and I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. This is how the conversation should be. So um, we went to Sam and said, hey, Sam, can we invite Majid Nawaz to join the tour? Now that did take the tour from being a normal intellectual tour to this massive security, uh, you know, um, with the uh, Federal Police of Australia involved, this 
insane experience, which wasn't depicted in the film because it would take away from what the content of the film. But, you know, we end up doing a tour with both the men and we filmed it. And, you know, I had an idea of, you know, potentially turning this into something, but wasn't really a feature documentary per se. And then I got reached out to by uh, Jay Shapiro, an award-winning documentary filmmaker from New York, who has been following this. And he basically said, hey, you know, do you have the footage? Did you do anything with it? I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, we should make a film out of it. And then, you know, that then turned into the film you saw. It took us a, another year and a half to finish it because we end up filming in Scotland, London, uh, Australia, also rather Sydney, um, New York, LA, because we needed to get that whole story. And what was important in this is we wanted to provide that, you know, something as simple as Mike said earlier, you know, sometimes it's a very simple thing, you know, something as simple as the definition of who is a Muslim, what is the ideology Islam? Like they're two, they're two different things. You know, I've heard so many people use those two terms interchangeably as like they meant the exact same thing, you know, and then from there on, just giving the breakdown, you know, Islam as an ideology, it's not that simple. Now, in the West, if you're in, in uh, if you have an understanding of Christianity, you realize there are different denominations, so you can't accept that. But with Islam, the understanding of the West was just it's just this monolith. It's just this one religion. You may have heard the word Shia and Sunni, but that's the beginning and the end of it. But you realize it's not that simple. So, giving the language for somebody who's remotely interested in this, you know, important global narrative was, that was the basis. Um, but the underlying theme of the movie is you can actually take Islam out of the conversation. It is actually a toolkit with regards to how to have better conversation about any subject matter. That's what the purpose of this move, uh, Islam and the Future of Tolerance, is really about. And I wanted to make sure, you know, you have the book. Right? It's not a direct page-by-page, uh, page, you know, depiction of the book turned into a documentary. We, we basically had the elements of the book, but we built on it. And we wanted to build something that is as evergreen as one can make a documentary and that can be used for years and years to come. And... The, I, 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 to date, we get messages from people who are just discovering it. You know, what we didn't have is the big marketing machine to, to you know, make a big noise about it, but we did the best we could. And you know, the fact that it is really well rated everywhere and people are still gaining you know, knowledge from it, that makes me very happy. Yeah, I, I would agree. It is highly rated uh, on Amazon. Check it out on Amazon Prime. I want to shift into y- your latest project because you said something there about your friends on the far left. And obviously that means that there are some people on the far right. And your latest documentary, Better Left Unsaid, deals with that dichotomy of political extremism. Um, it's so apropos right now, especially what's going on in the United States, um, but also around the world. Germany has had far-right uh, movement uh, that has happened. In, well, I mean, obviously we all know about the extreme far-right back in the 40s, but um, it's come to our shores now here in the United States where Nick and I record. And better left unsaid, tell people a little bit about the film, why you wanted to make it, 
So uh, there's a few things to unpack there, but let me start off with what Better Left Unsaid is all about. Um, it is a political thesis about political extremes. Um, it spends a fair amount of time tackling the furthest of the left, um, and that is by design. Because as you mentioned, the far right for as long as they've existed, their point of view, everything they spout, any, any uh, policies they may ever propose, they're all grounded in one thing. It is racial superiority. Everything stems from that. And it's very easy to identify. Now, if you were to ask the question about the far left, what specific thing characterizes the far left and their ideology, it's not that simple. It's actually quite a complex web of ideas. It, is, it has this deep philosophical underpinnings that goes way back. So we wanted to explore that. And then we wanted to remind people when the furthest of the left gets their, their social experiment happening, uh, in, in other words, when they get to enact policies and govern, the results have been catastrophic in human history. And it's strangely enough, it, you know, we don't seem to talk about it in that sense. And for me, what was really important is the fact, again, at earlier, I mentioned that I come from Sri Lanka and we had a civil war. Um, living through a civil war gives you, uh, especially now I'm out of the country and looking back at the country and in retrospect, you realize some of the things that were happening just just mind boggling how you know, you know 23 million 24 million people were under that those conditions you know when people in the west um, make certain claims you you shrug at that saying you know i don't think you know what that word means because you know people who've been through war torn countries would know better so when i started seeing some of these really bad ideas from the furthest of the political left, I genuinely thought saying, you don't want those ideas becoming the norm. You don't want that kind of censorship. Like, you know, the freedoms that we take for granted, you know, over here in the West, you know, they're, they're not as solid as one may think. It doesn't take that much to challenge those things. And, you know, which leads to the uh, January 6th incident, right? Now that didn't come from the furthest of the left that came from the right. But that's besides the point. You know, one thing, the things that there's these, we have systems. America is like this, and it can this can never happen, and then it kept happening. You know, things that you never thought would happen, it's happening. And for me, the documentary is is a is a way to explore some of these ideas that people are for some reason. Uh, either scared to talk about or talking about it without knowing context, because you know it's become a bit uh, of a fad to uh, c call yourself uh, a socialist, um, and uh, you know, and and some ideologies, you know, some elements of communism. You just you know, it's anti-authoritarian, and you you know, or um, you just it, it's it's it has become a popular meme, but. I want to explore 
the philosophical underpinnings and historical uh, realities of those ideas. So that's why I wanted to tackle it in this movie. And this is written and directed by uh, a Canadian filmmaker, Kurt Jaimangul. He approached me after seeing Islam and the Future of Tolerance for some advice. So, you know, about a year and a bit ago, he approached with this concept and a version of what he thought this film could be. At that point, I was giving him free advice. I wasn't thinking too much about it. But once I saw what, what he had, and it just clicked in my head, this is the a perfect movie to follow on from Islam and the Future of Tolerance. So we started working on it, and I uh, basically now produced it and uh, helped edit it, the version that uh, will come out um, you know, hopefully in March this year. Um, and again, the aim here is not necessarily to tell anyone who watches that movie saying, here is what you need to do. It is rather, it has a set of ideas, languages, and historical contexts that I, people may have not known. It should get you thinking. And there definitely may be parts of this you disagree, but that's okay. You know, uh, another key element of this film is Kurt and I disagree. If you, if this podcast, if we were both here, we would be disagreeing right now about many things. Um, but that's that. That's actually a point I wanted to make. You know, we have uh, disagreements, ideology from our idea ideas. His ideas, certain ideas, I disagree. Some of my ideas, he disagree. But we still see the common humanity in us and the importance of the problem we are tackling. Right. So this movie again. When you watch it, there may be things that will make you very uncomfortable, but that is by design. Hopefully at the end of it, it will give you a perspective that you never saw and it'll give you enough of uh, ideas and knowledge and bits of bits of nuggets that then you can use in your conversations so you can have better conversations about this complex matter. You know, thinking about, um, you know, in addition to film, we think about your podcast. You know, and this idea about uh, about reason, thought, about intelligent thought. You know, and the mission, and mission for you all at for this is forty two is to uh, Mike and I. You know, love the concept, but to make intelligence cool, um, and it's something that serves as really the foundation for this show. Uh, and with in thinking about that, how do you see how do you see just what has now transpired in the form of miseducation? You know, what is, you know, how have we gotten to a place where actually we question education? We're questioning a lot of things. It's leaving the door, my assumption here is, leaves the door open to the ability to misinform people, whether it be deliberately or unintentionally. What's your, where do you stand on where we are with um, critiquing what we consider conventional wisdom or education now? So uh, social media the advent of social media initially it, it, it was seen as just a this positive thing but we were experimenting with uh, an artificial intelligence we did not know where it was it would lead not even the creators knew i mean hollywood liked to present the ai attack in, of humanity in the uh, form of a um, a robot that's going to shoot you. But really, the AI revolution's already here and it's already causing us to lose our minds. And that is in the form of algorithms who run this social media. Um, and with that came the problem where every niche 
belief or idea found a community that they may only had like 10 people in their city that believed a certain idea now you have the whole world uh, and with social media algorithms they kept meeting each other now i do think we are at a crossroads of um larger um tech organizations that basically you know we all use every single day uh trying to figure out or the governments trying to figure out how to govern these organizations because they have so much control and the things they can do should worry every one of you for example i have an android phone so you know from my email to my calendar to wherever i go uh, how i pay everything is in one ecosystem you know it's i can be completely uprooted by that ecosystem quite easily and that's that should scare people now while this is happening is is the um other challenge this spread of misinformation now i think i i don't really know what the clear solution is but what i want to do is if i can provide information grounded in reason logic and objective truth you know um and remind people that humanity has come a long way every single one of us we're we are standing on the shoulders of giants that came before us in every walk of life you know so we have an obligation to take the information you know uh, the resources that's given to us and build on it not go back we don't a, a, a humanity as a species we don't have the time to keep going back and learning everything from scratch you know so we have to move forward so a way to do that you know i believe is you know providing info information in a way that it is not elitist it is not uh presented in a way that only one group of people can understand the rest can't it's just using the tools that internet has created to provide access to everybody now it's a it's a almost utopian statement i just made but i you know i'm i'm silly enough to believe as enough people who think like me can do it for example we've never met but we're here now you have an audience and you can pass on this information so if enough people do that i think at a point it'll force more people to start thinking now the the crux of this there are a couple of other issues right there's a you know the the structure of the social media that's may exacerbating the problem but for the longest time people have been given enough reason not to trust authorities because our governing bodies have committed uh, blunders that you couldn't even believe so the moment that that can be then built on to spread misinformation it's quite easy to do because people want to believe that so anyway the 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 final point i want to make about um the one of the reasons why this is happening is we have an education system that this is quite universal across the world right you have a classroom you have 30 different minds and they're presented uh uh somebody at the front of the class teaching them one set of information so this approach doesn't really work um and you have a lot of people that come out of schools they are book smart but they don't really seem to grasp the world that well 
or they were never book smart. So they never got the education that they deserve. So they come out frustrated. They still have the curiosity to learn, but they don't have a way of doing it. And this is where, again, people like you and I, who can present people with information without, you know, there are no exams to pass. Like I have a keen interest in science and maths and intellectual subject matter. I did not learn any of this in school. You know, this weren't interesting to me because it, the way it was presented to me, it was not even remotely interesting. Like I was good at maths, but I was just doing my best to keep up with it. You know, I didn't, it's with science, I was just memorizing what I was taught and presenting it back. And I was good at getting marks on an exam, but that doesn't really mean much. But now we're in a unique place where we can give the information to people in an entertaining manner, and then they will make the effort to learn. And we are seeing that with uh, uh, Sam Harris's podcast, you know, even the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, I'll tell you one anecdote. Um, when I was doing my tours, um, I, I've toured Neil deGrasse Tyson a few times uh, over here. And this one time, this was the third time we were doing the tour, I went to a barbecue and um, you know, there were people that I've never met. And I, I started talking to this gentleman who was a bricklayer. Um, and I told him, hey, he was asking me what I'm doing. And I said, I got this, you know, I do events and I got this tour with Neil deGrasse Tyson, thinking that he knew who I was talking about. He's like, thought for a second, oh yeah, that's the black astrophysicist. He was on Joe Rogan. That's how we knew <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, you know, like for me, see, that has really, that incident showed me what we can do, how we can introduce new ideas or existing ideas to larger group of, groups of people. The problem is, you know, this is now a fully democratized way of uh, providing information. There needs to be another uh, you know, method where people, what we, the problem with algorithms, what I mentioned earlier is, you know, if you go down a path of misinformation, it is exacerbated by you are given more misinformation to validate your belief. So there needs to be somehow a way where we can provide um, information in a manner that people can verify what is being told. It's not presented as this is the truth and this is the only truth. It should be, I believe, presented in a way, you know, um, like what I'm doing in Better Left Unsaid. You, know, you can disagree with it and you should. No, I hope that tangent got something useful. No, that, that's really that well said because, you know, th there's this, this sentiment of, and we had um, a political reporter here from political.com recently on to talk about, you know, the media diet, but also, you know, journalism overall. And, you know, there's a lot of, that's your fact. That's my fact. No, that's a fact. You know, this is like, this is the actual truth. And just what you're talking about, it's happening a lot here, not only in the United States, it's happening in other countries, but it's, it's, it's happening in families. I've seen it, friends of mine who uh, work in the media space that now work at Newsmax and OAN and some of these alt-right um, channels that now they've gone completely astray. And I worked at Fox News for years, you know, and, you know, I'm a little bit like you, Desh, in terms of, you know, political ideology and where I lean. There's a great book. It's over my shoulder here for those of you watching on YouTube, but it's by PJ Rourke and it's called uh, A Far Cry from the Middle. Um, 
And it's, it's really talks about the political extreme. So I encourage not only everybody to get that book, but check out Better Left Unsaid. When it comes out, you can go to betterleftunsaidfilm.com. This is 42.com. Head there, check it out. Better Left Unsaid Film. Um, but even for the people, I, I want to make a recommendation. This is for you, Dash. Okay, free promotion here. But some of the conversations that you had, the Jesse Morton interview, I just thought was fascinating on there. Um, and just learning about somebody's upbringing and how to get radicalized just from like, you know, a minor arrest and then reading um, some some literature, you know, in prison. Um, it, there's just some fascinating interviews up there, but whatever shape or form uh, you're going to, you know, remodel, this is 42 at, we are big fans of, and especially Nick working in education for so long. Um, you know, education is really important. And it is for some reason in this, in the United States here, I can't speak for the rest of the Western world, but as somebody who works in the media landscape, I've seen it. It's, it's been under attack. Journalism's under attack. There's There's this we can't, nobody can have an actual conversation because at the center of it, everyone thinks something becomes politicized. Just look at masks in this country with coronavirus. You know, that has become so politicized. Something that, you know, a doctor or a scientist says will help you <laughs> has become politicized in this country. So I love, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, like I mentioned, Islam Future of Tolerance is on Amazon Prime. Go stream it now. You can check out betterleftunsaidfilm.com um, and then this is 42.com for all of Desh's content and what's to come in the future. Desh, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. It's been fun. All right, Nick, that was Desh Amila that joined us. You know, like I said, Islam, Future of Tolerance. Uh, the film is out uh, on Amazon Prime streaming now. The new one, Better Left Unsaid, you can check it out. Uh, it's going to be coming out probably in March, uh, betterleftunsaidfilm.com, about political extremism. This is 42.com, like Dash mentioned. You can head there, check out the website, check out past interviews he's had with people, um, but really conversations with Coleman. Um, Coleman Hughes is, is part of his podcast network. Uh, really great stuff out of Dash. And, and I encourage a lot of people to, if you don't know uh, a lot about Islam. If you don't know a lot about Sam Harris, who's in that film, um, check out that film and the conversations that that Amaji Nawaz and, and Sam Harris had. It, it's a really eye-opening documentary. And then I, I can't wait for Better Left Unsaid to come out. And I, I just love the mission that This Is 42 is on, Nick. Yeah, I mean, to make intelligence cool again. Like right. that's, it's a banner. I mean, damn it, they, they stole our idea, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, they scale a lot better right now. But um, no, I think, that's just fantastic. Uh, I especially liked, you know, again, coming from an education space, it's always nice to hear what that means to people as they come on the show. Right. And, you know, Desh brings that perspective of, I mean, he, he summed the best, like 30 minds in the classroom, but there's information that's sort of going like down the middle to everyone. And that's the assumption of what, you know, what learning sometimes is. I think that is evolving, thankfully. Right. Um, but that leads to this, these ideas of misinformation or, um, you know, just these different directions that we take one bit of information. And I thought, you know, he does a great job of breaking that down. And the previous documentary that we've that we've seen, what we're about to see with Better Left Unsaid, just incredible discussion. Yeah, no, it's it's perfect. Um, it's really apropos at this time, especially with that documentary coming out and, and the subject matter behind it. But I like we've talked about it a bunch at the intro with him and now here. Um, I really love the mission that they're on, man. I, I, I don't understand why the value of education or at least intelligence and furthering your intelligence 
is under attack or criticized by so many different people in this country. There's nothing wrong with being intelligent, folks. Uh, and I love the mission that This Is 42 is on. Check out thisis42.com, betterleftunsaidfilm.com, Amazon to stream Islam, Future of Tolerance. Speaking of streaming, listening, watching, check out Can We Please Talk podcast on YouTube, across all the audio platforms. Nick smashing the subscribe button below. Hit the follow button. Leave us a review, please, in the Apple store for the Apple podcast uh, section. As always, I'm Mike Leon. And I'm Nick Saveri. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.